Hello, everyone. Welcome in to Watson's Playbook. So finally, finally the NFL's back. I think we've all been waiting for that. I got my good. I think we're going to do weekly episodes now uh, with me and him on the on the phone. So um, Jeff, say hi. And how have you been this week? I'm pretty good. I'm watching some football and watched a few games and uh, just kind of chilled out this weekend, man. Yeah, I know. I, I um, actually this last weekend, my wife was telling me because I usually work six days a week. My wife goes, "You need to take off Saturday." So um, I took off Saturday. We went out. We had we went out to actually do some Christmas shopping because that's right around the corner. And then we went to Saltgrass Steakhouse and had a steak and got to hang out a little bit. But Sunday was just sit on the couch and watch football. And I'm so glad it's back. There's you know, there's been a lot of um, a lot of talk about football, but not actually the football games, whether it be the protests, whether it be um, COVID regulations and all this stuff. But we can finally jump into the actual football games. And that's what I love about it. That's what we're going to do this episode. We're going to talk about uh, football mainly. We're going to talk about the first week's games. We're going to give you some predictions on the top five games for next week. And we are going to end it with a little bit of NBA talk because they are still going on. So um, last year during the football season, I started a game. It's a Survivor Island game. And it was pretty cool. Got my buddies. Jeff was one of them. Got a couple buddies. Put $10 on the line. I didn't do that this year for the NFL because we didn't know um, if we're going to have players boycotting. We didn't know if we're going to miss games because of the coronavirus. So but this year we just did a pickup game. Where me, uh, my buddy Jeff, uh, my buddy Casey, Dylan, and Steven, we're just going to pick every Sunday night, Monday night, and Thursday night football games. Um, and just no money on the line, but it's just a fun little game, and we can see who who wins at the end. Um, what, uh, what did you go, Jeff? Do you know what you did, what, what your record was the first week? Was it two and two? 
June two. Okay, I, I thought so. June, yeah. I was three and one. I picked the I picked the Cowboys to beat the Rams, um, and uh, we'll get into it a little bit later. But that obviously didn't happen. Um, but we got plenty of storylines for Week One, and we're going to go ahead and jump into that. So I have eight storylines for Week One, and we're going to jump into number one. Here is Tom Brady's debut with the Bucks is spoiled by the Saints. Um, the Bucks. Lose 34-23. Brady had two pretty bad interceptions. He had two interceptions and one to pick six. Um, this was also, Jeff, I didn't know if you know this, it was the most watched um, game one in NFL history. I could see that. Everybody's hungry. Everybody's hungry. It was the game of the week. It was Tom Brady versus Drew Brees. You don't get that a lot. It was Tom Brady in a new system with a new coach. Um but it was spoiled. They didn't look. They didn't look all that well. Um, Drew Brees didn't play all that great either. But they got. To, they got to win, and a lot of Brady's stats were more garbage time. It just didn't look too good. I. I. I, I did an episode last week where I broke down, you know, the divisions and who I thought was going to win them. And I. I believed in the hype of the Bucks. Now it's just one game, so I'm not going to get carried away at all. But um, I, I just uh, watching that game. They didn't look very good. And the Saints in that game, actually, um, Michael Thomas injured his ankle. He's he's going to miss a couple of weeks. That'll be big for Drew Brees not to have him there. Um, and then they signed Kamara. I don't know if you if you heard the running back Kamara was up on the trading block because they couldn't come up with a deal, but they signed him like uh, the Saturday before uh, for the game. I heard a couple of rumblings about a few people that were being signed, but yeah, I heard, I heard some, they were, I watched that game. Uh, maybe not when it first started, maybe a little bit after it first started. So if they, I don't know if they said that or not, I think I was just kind of in awe of um, kind of football, just being back. Really. <laughs> it was kind of like glazed over a few, few things that were going on, like that they were talking about, but other than like the game stuff. You know, the games that you did watch, did you notice a big difference in not having the fans in the stands? Uh, <clears throat> visually, yeah. But I think they were um, I think they were putting in some crowd noise. So the crowd noise seemed real. Yeah, they wiped um, in the crowd noise. Yeah, that seemed real. It did. Right. For and sure. um, I, you know, I think the presentation was fine. Uh, yeah. As far as watching it on TV, um, the fans not being there was a little weird. You know, the Packers are going to do can't really do a Lambo leap into empty stands in <laughs> Green Bay. So, um, but no, that was one game I made sure I watched was the, was the Brady versus Saints game, and um, not a very good game debut for Brady. But um, they move on next week. Number two, and I'm not trying to be biased here because I'm a big Green Bay Packers fan, but the Packers beat the Vikings 43 to 34. This is the only game of the week, Jeff, that two playoff teams from last season play each other. And Rodgers looked great. All right. He's going to make me look really bad this year. And I hope he does. I, I picked the Packers to go eight and eight. I didn't predict them to do very good. I thought Rodgers, he has been regressing um, over the last couple of years, but he, he threw four touchdown passes through for 364 yards and their defense played really well. They held Dalvin Cook to only 50 yards rushing. Um, so we got the win, and a lot of their points came in garbage time. 
Um, so it looks like Aaron Rodgers, Jeff, found that fountain of youth somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I'm looking at the uh, just the box score in general, but uh, yeah, it seems it seems it was garbage time. I wonder if they kind of let up a little bit towards the end because they were kind of up by uh, quite a bit. Uh, was it three touchdowns by uh, in the second? Was it second, yeah, half, the second yeah. half? Yeah, we were so, we were twenty two to ten at halftime. Yeah. So I wonder if the, I wonder if they kind of just kind of backed off a bit and then and then the Vikings, you know, rushed, thing, rushed out some points there in the fourth quarter. Right. Well, the biggest thing this game, too, was Green Bay's time of possession, Jeff, was 41 and Minnesota had 18. So oh, when you're yeah. controlling the clock and that defense is on the field the whole time, you ain't going to win very much. Many, very many games. Yeah. And it also it doesn't it doesn't. Um, it helps when Rogers, uh, 32 for 44, 364 yards, four TDs. I mean, that, that doesn't hurt. No, it does not at all. <laughs> so he, he played really good. Devontae um, Adams. Dude, beast. Good. Beast. He, he could just throw it up to him. He's going to come down with it. Uh, I'm a big Green Bay fan. Now, we did lose our center for the rest of the year. He, he um, has to have knee surgery. So, we didn't, we didn't allow one sack even after that happened. Um, so uh, I thought offensive line did good against a, a good defense. So I, I was surprised that we put up 43 points, but Hey, if we can continue to do this. I, I think, uh, they'll maybe look a little foolish this year, but I, I'm fine with that. You know, maybe, maybe, I mean, uh, just a side note here. I wonder if this, this is going to be a new narrative for the season injuries. Seems like there's been a ton yes. in, just in, just in week one. So, I mean, we got, we got Vaughn Miller injured. We got, um, I think Philip Lindsay has turf toe. You, you said your center is injured. I mean, I just have a feeling because of this rushed season, yeah. you um, know, Cowboys, Cowboys tight end, Blake Jarwin's off the year with torn ACL. Uh, you also have, uh, I can't even talk. Leighton Van Der Esch there in breaking his collarbone in game one. He'll be out six to eight weeks. Um, there is, yeah, it, they're exactly right. And that was one of the worries that we had going into the season with the lack of the, the off season and the lack of, uh, even some preseason games, just jumping into the action. Um, it, it, yeah, but, uh, yeah, it's just one of those things that every team's going to have to go through. It's unfortunate, but hopefully, um, it doesn't hurt too bad. And actually I heard today, uh, on sports talk radio, that this is the first year since 2011, I think that a starting quarterback week one did not get injured. So, wow. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, so that was a pretty interesting, uh, stat there as well. So, but you're exactly right on that, on that front. Yeah. I just wanted to say that little thing. Cause I just, I, that's the, if there's anything I've really paid it noticed this, especially during this first week is there's been, just been tons of injuries, man. Right. Tons of injuries. Right. Going on to number three here is, and I put this down the number three because the Jacksonville Jaguars are a pretty bad football team. I think we can all admit that they just had a fire cell and traded away any ounce of talent. Jeff, they got, they got left. But they upset the Colts this weekend, 27-20. The new addition, uh, Bill Rivers from from the Chargers, goes to the Colts to play. And um, I think Bill Rivers is washed, but I think they got a good offensive line. He's got he's got a better offensive line than he had with his former team. I 
the Colts, I picked them to win. They ended up losing 27-20. And, and I think I think the Jags are on team tank. And I think uh I think winning this big game, this first game here might be a little mistake for them because they do. I believe they want to tank, and I do believe they want to go after Trevor Lawrence in the draft next year so they can have a a good quarterback. Um, now they have Gardner Minshew, and he's been playing pretty good for him. But uh, Trevor, if you you ain't gonna pass up on Trevor Lawrence, so um, yeah, I don't know what you. I don't know. I didn't really look into that game as far as stats wise, but when I saw they won, I was just like, "Wow, <laughs> Jacksonville won again." Yeah, I've heard I've heard this narrative that that uh, Jacksonville's gonna be the team that everybody's gonna run all over uh, this year. So um, it, uh, the win. I mean, I think this is also, in my opinion, just maybe poor connection and poor, uh, not enough time to develop for Philip Rivers kind of going around with the Colts. I think I, cause there's some timing. That's what another thing, because it's rush season, there's going to be a lot of timing issues, especially new teams, you know, Philip Rivers, Right. Played for the Chargers most of his career, if not all of his career. Now he's playing with the Colts. Totally new system, new organization, new teammates, new everything. Barely any practices. That's kind of an issue. Um, so there's going to be some learning curve there. Uh, I think personally, I mean, I'll give the win to the Jags, obviously. But I, I will say that there's some caveat to the, you know, it's Philip Rivers on a new team. <laughs> so, right. Uh, right. Not to yeah. say, not that, not to say he's going to light it up and Philip Rivers is back and he, but I mean, you know, even in a loss, 363 passing yards, it's pretty good. Um, even in a loss. So how many, so how many did he have? 300, uh, 363. Oh, okay. So he didn't look too bad. I guess. No, it's a uh, 63 for 46. So yeah, I mean, it, I think there's some, there's probably some drop passes in there. There's probably some uh, missed routes. Yeah. I guarantee you there's some, there was something to that. So, I mean, Jacksonville could take it today, but I still don't think that they're. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're not going to come out and set the league on fire. I, I, I predicted them to go about three and 13, two and 14 this year. They yeah. really want to, I think they're really wanting to tank. They, they, there's a guy on their team, Jeff, that wanted off their team so bad that when Minnesota called up and wanted to trade for him, he said, they said, Minnesota told him, I can't pay you your salaries. You're going to have to take a pay cut. And he said, what do you need my pay cut to be? And he made it that he took a $4 million pay cut just to leave the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, <laughs> so it's insane, right? That's pretty funny. But uh, he actually went to Minnesota and got his butt kicked by Aaron Rodgers. So, yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't think that anybody should be looking into that game too much. I think it's. Uh, I mean, if anything, it helps Jacksonville come up with some more players they could possibly package together and say, "Oh, look what they did against the Colts," you know, um, to trade off again. You know, any more extra pieces they want to get rid of uh, before the season, you know, before the end of the year or before the right. trade deadline, at least. Well, so. one thing I want to kind of go off of what you said is, you know, going into the season like we've never had before with COVID hitting, um, new coaches, new quarterbacks, especially in new in new places, it's going to take a learning curve. You know, Mark McCarthy with Dallas Cowboys, um, 
Like you said, Philip Rivers there, Tom Brady with the Bucks learning a new system. It's going to take a little bit of a learning curve and trying to figure out uh, really what um, what the playbook is. And you don't get all that practice and reps that you usually would have. So um, coming into this year, so that that, that is going to play a factor and and getting oh, on yeah. that same same kind of uh, connection on the field and everything. So yeah. Um, number four here is Cam Newton gets his first win as a Patriot. They beat the Miami Dolphins 21 to 11. Now it doesn't help that my, uh, Fitz, uh, Fitzpatrick with the Dolphins threw three interceptions. Um, he <laughs> continues that, that Jeff, if he continues to throw three interceptions a game, they will, we'll probably see a Tua tag of the tag of the Lua. I can't say his last name. I'm just going to call him Tua. Tua, who is their, uh, anticipated future star quarterback as they drafted him this year. As he did really good in college, he does have a lot of injury issues. That's what the, that was the big thing about him. Um, but yeah, if your quarterback can only put up 11 points a game and throw three interceptions, it's not a good look. Now, I don't know about you, Jeff. I'm not a big Cam Newton fan. I I, um, I like I liked him in college. He came out of college. He he's a little arrogant. Um, he's a little cocky, especially when things are going the right way. But when things are going wrong, he's a little sourpuss. Um, he had an injury last year. You know, it hurt the Panthers because he, he ended up lying and hiding his injury. Um, it ended up hurting the Panthers. They let him go. The Patriots got him for what? A minimum minimum contract, I think, of I think it was like one, two million dollars. But he gets his first win there. I just I just don't think it's gonna work out for Cam Newton in New England. Um I don't I mean, know how you, how you feel about Cam Newton. The last time I really paid attention to Cam Newton was so one, one good Bowl. year. Yeah. It was the Super Bowl 50 year yeah. uh, when he played my Denver Broncos and we completely and he, owned, we completely owned him in the playoffs. They were over um, the Patriots. Not the Patriots oh. Sorry. The Panthers. My bad. The Panthers. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it, I remember in that game specifically, we had sacked him. I don't know how many times and he was just constantly complaining about it, hitting the ground, looking at the ref, like just looking as to why that's happening. And it's just, you just found ran into a team that was just defensively too tough, you know? Um, but I mean, I'm looking at the stats and stuff and it's like, 155 yards passing 15 of 19. I mean, their defense pretty much won the game from what I can tell. That's Uh, what, yeah, that's what's going to win the Patriots games is their defense. Yeah. Newton's not going to do a whole lot. He's going to run. He does, he does offer Belichick that running part. Yeah. Newton is a very sensitive guy. He, he, uh, he's very sensitive to the comments and, and coaches and stuff. And we've seen it before. And Bill, Bill Belichick, um, it's not very sensitive guy there, Jeff. <laughs> I just don't think it's going to work with both of them. Now, Bill has come out. He's already, I mean, he's already getting more compliments to Cam Newton than he ever did Tom Brady, but that's because Bill knows he can't coach. He can't coach Cam Newton like Tom Brady or it's not going to work out there. So we'll see what happens. I, I, I predicted, um, the bills to win the division. Uh, it was, it was a toss up between the bills and the Patriots in that division because it's hard to, it's hard to go against the greatest coach of all time in Bill Belichick. Yeah. I, I just think, think, I just think the bills will take it. And, and but go I back. To- sorry. No, you're good. Keep, you're, <laughs> you're good. Go, go ahead. Uh, I think 
I don't know. I, I want to believe that Tom Brady was like, I mean, he's good. He's a good quarterback. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks I get, but I'm like, I mean, if I'll say this much, if new England all of a sudden is winning their division, winning game after game after game, I think everybody needs to start taking into consideration that Bill Belichick played a big role in the success of that team. If he could turn Cam Newton and the team into a winning franchise again, and they go to the playoffs. I'm like that, that to me is like, it, it would have to take the, the bucks not making the playoffs and the Patriots making the playoffs for everyone to think that. Right. I mean, it would be weird, but I'm just saying it's, it's just, it's interesting. It, I, this experiment is going to be so interesting towards the end of the year. Right. Well, you know, uh, I got a hold on. Okay, there we go. I got a hot take. I got two hot takes for you here. All right, and um, that is going to be that Tom Brady, Andrew Brees, Jeff, are washed quarterbacks. All right, they're washed. They're not very good. They both decreased last year. Tom Brady didn't have a very good year. Um, but to me, like go look at the go look at the Saints game. Tom Drew Brees only threw for 160 yards. He wasn't yeah. killing. He's old. He's washed up. Tom Brady's washed up. The talent around these teams will still produce and make them um, probably playoff teams. That division, they're both in the same division there, so we could, we could see someone missing the playoffs. But I, I think they're both washed. Um, and like I said, the talent around them is going to help them. But I think this I think this uh, will be Drew Brees' last year and, and Tom Brady probably, but he does have a two-year contract there and uh, with the Bucks. But, uh, you know, coaching to me in the NFL has more impact than any other sport, in my opinion. Um, you, 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 you're affecting – most coaches are calling the, calling the offense or defense. You know, it depends. Bill Belichick calls the defense plays. They got offense coordinator vice versa, but um, so coaching is very important. And Bill Belichick is, is very important. Um, I know there's always going to be that debate, right? Between Bill, who's more important, Bill Belichick or Tom Brady. And I really think they have to go together um, to have the success that they've had. I think it goes on, it goes on both. And um, yeah, I, I, you know, he's not going to come out here and win the Super Bowl with Cam Newton. I, I you know, that's just not going to happen, but uh, he is the best but, coach. Please. But if, but if it did, oh my god! <laughs> I, I would just want, if it did, I'd just give up on football. Like Jeff, that's it. <laughs> Every football champion is Patriots. We're all playing for second place. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, the Patriots' success. You know, as a sports fan in general, it's been it's it, it's it's history, right? We've never seen this before. It's, it's not um, football is made to make teams eight and eight every year. Um, it's not made for teams to continue to have that success every year. Um, actually every year since I think 2000, there's been five new playoff teams every single year. Um, so it's very hard to predict. And just the success they've had is, is as just a sports fan is amazing, but also not being a Patriots fan, you kind of hate it <laughs> at the same time. So, um, yeah, but yeah, it's it's something to marvel at. But then it's something like, okay, you can stop winning and just retire because uh, we give us something else. Um, let's see here. Let's jump into number five. Here is McCarthy's um, coach McCarthy's 
looked more like Jason Garrett. Uh, Jeff, that's what they've been talking about here on the, on the, I live in Fort Worth. So I hear a lot of cowboy talk as, as, as coach McCarthy leads the team into Los Angeles and they lose 20 to 17 to the Rams. Um, I'm, I'm a Packers fan. As I said, coach McCarthy was my old coach. We fired him. He took off a year. Now he's Dallas Cowboys coach and he's a good coach. He, he had really good success with us, um, but he just didn't get the job done. Um, he made some questionable calls, fourth down call to go for and you're on your own end. There was, it was fourth and three, I believe. Um, they didn't get it off. It was a chip shot field goal in the third quarter to tie the game. Uh, didn't get it. Didn't get the job. Was it, was it the third or fourth quarter? Do you, do you remember? Um, where, but let's, let's see. When they tied it? No, no. When they were trying, they went for the fourth and three instead of trying, instead of kicking the field goal to tie it. Um, they tried a fourth and three and threw it across the middle to CeeDee Lamb, their new wide receiver. He gets tackled one yard short and they turn it over on downs. And, and the thing, I, I don't think it was a very smart decision um, because if you're down three points, right? You're not, it's a very low scoring game. It's a grinded out defensive game. Your offense hasn't put up much points. Their offense hasn't put up much points. You have who you haven't made it down there very often to, to, to even try to score points. I think you got to take the tie there and um, see what happens later on in the game. Uh, maybe, you know, if you tie and go to overtime, whatever, but he tries to go for it. Didn't work out. Now um, a lot of Cowboy fans are, are um, not too happy with it. And a lot of Cowboy fans are happy with it because Jason Garrett didn't do those things on fourth down. Um, so it's interesting, well, but they go in there and they lose, they go down to one to the Rams. That was about, uh, let's see. That was it right, right at the beginning of the, uh, let's see. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Uh, that was in, sorry, there was an ad that popped up. Um, it, it was in the, I think the said right beginning of the fourth quarter when that yeah. happened. Is that right? Yeah, I thought so. I thought so. It was, it was around 11 minutes, I believe, in the fourth yeah. quarter. I was just um, looking at ESPN and then all of a sudden Stephen A. laughing, Stephen A. Smith laughing about the Cowboys. <laughs> so, yeah, he's, he's a big Cowboy <laughs> hater. Um, you know, it's funny because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, um, I don't like the Cowboys. I wouldn't say I'm a Cowboy hater anymore, but I picked the Cowboys to win the division this year. I picked them to go 11 and five. I thought they're going to have a good team or a good record. And it's only game one. I know, but let me tell you an interesting stat here, Jeff teams that go one and O in the, on the first week have a 53% chance of making the playoffs. All right. That's a pretty good chance. Teams that go O and one in the first game of the NFL season, only have a 25% chance of making it to the playoffs. So I thought that was pretty interesting. If you go, if you go, Oh, and two, it goes down, it drops down Jeff to 12%. Um, so wow. the Cowboys, the Cowboys, um, Tom Brady, all the teams with Oh, and two this week are going to have to come out here and try and win this game. I picked the Cowboys. Well, I'm going to, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to pick that yet. My bad. That's the next segment here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, it was uh, this isn't the offense that, that we were being promised, right? Um, we were expecting explosive offense. 
this is that offensive line that's banged up for the Cowboys. And I think you're starting to see a little bit of that um, happening. So, I mean, uh, Dak seemed like he was off a bit. Uh, Zeke, Zeke looked good. He had Zeke a had few. A good game. He, he, he had some breakout runs. Uh, scored a touchdown. Um, but other than that, I mean, it was a very, very tight game all the way down. And I mean, the the Rams closed it out. The Cowboys didn't. Right, and then the Cowboys missed. They missed, missed a field goal in the game. Yeah. Um, Dak Prescott, I'm not going to kill him for this game because the offensive line was the third worst rated offensive line in week one. He got a lot of pressure in his face. And then really, if it doesn't matter who you are, if you get pressure up the middle in your face, you're probably not going to have a good game. I can't kill Dak for the performance, um, but they've got to do better. We were promised a better offense and they, they have arguably the first or second best wide receiver crew in the league. There's just no more excuses for Dak Prescott. It's time to step up. Um, and with a, with a with a bad hurt offensive line, that's going to be hard for him to do. But he's got to prove to the Cowboy fans um, and to Jerry Jones why he thinks he's worth forty plus million a year. As they're still trying to figure that out over the offseason, this coming season of the contract talks. I mean, I think the story of this game really is the Rams' defense. Man, yeah. they're especially their their uh, their front seven, like. There, there. That who was the guy that you uh, said there was a meme about, and he just completely just oh my god, somebody Dar- out. Darnold, he's a beast. Yeah, he, there's a picture, there's a video, two videos, gifs where he one he makes he makes Zeke Elliott, who's not a small man at all. He, he throws him around like he's ragdoll. He he comes off the line on one, and he he lays out two offensive linemen. And then his Dak Prescott, the guy's an absolute beast, and he's going to do that to any offensive line. Um, yeah, it it really was. And, and there was a con- there was a controversial play in, in this game. The Cowboys are trying to drive down and win the game. Um, Dak uh, Dak successfully completes a pass to Mike Gallup. Um, so it was, I think it was like a forty three yard pass that would have set him up for field goal range to tie it, or even have a chance to go for a touchdown. They get offensive pass interference call on Michael Gallup for a push off. Now, was it a push off, Jeff? No, it wasn't. All right. The rest kind of made an iffy call, but his arm was extended and Jalen Ramsey, I don't know if you, I don't know if you saw the play, Jalen Ramsey flopped a little bit, sold it, which is smart by Jalen Ramsey. They throw the offensive pass interference. The Cowboys get knocked back 10 yards to it's like third and 20 something and the game is basically over. Um, but here's what I tell my, my my cowboy buddies, because I wake up and if that's the first thing I hear is complaining about the refs and the refs and the rest. You just didn't do enough to win the game. You didn't deserve to win the game, right? You missed a field goal here. You made a fourth and down call. You didn't get, you just didn't do enough to win. So I don't want to hear you arguing about the refs. Um, they didn't cost you this football game. Um, I no, know. I think, I think when you have like uh, weird calls like that, you there are other opportunities. There were other opportunities in the game for you to have yes. sustained that kind of a call. Like you know, for for instance, the Cowboys could have been up by six points if they had made two field goals. You know, or was it two field goals, or just an extra? Was it an extra point they missed? No, it was, it was a field goal. So they okay. they could have been they could have tied the game. It would it would have been twenty twenty. 
Um, they, they, they got the fourth down call. Maybe they scored touchdowns. There's, there's multiple yeah. things and, and call, that's my stance on it. I'm not going to blame the rest for calling a game. There's multiple chances, um, for each teams. There's multiple bad calls for each teams. Every single game, it happens. The, the Cowboys actually got an interception that shouldn't have been an interception because their linebacker, or their yeah linebacker, Alden Smith, hit Jared Goff clearly right in the face as he let go of the football. They yeah. didn't call it, and they got an interception. So things go both ways. Yeah, um, but, it but, does. But it's, but it's hard to get that into uh, the Cowboys fans because it's always a they always seem like they are targeted with that. Um, but that interception was pretty hilarious. The guy didn't even know it was even, he wasn't even looking for that ball. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it, it landed in his hands. He's like, whoop. <laughs> okay. Right. All right. Let's move on to number six is the Broncos, Jeff, your Broncos, oh, the Broncos goodness. that I picked to be in the playoffs this year, Jeff, they fall to the Tennessee Titans. I, I in the pick'em game, this was a Monday night game. In the pick'em game, I picked the Broncos at first, and then when I heard Von Miller was out, and I heard Nick Chubb might not play, or is it? No, I'm my side. My bad. Bradley Chubb might not play. I went and switched over to the Titans. The Titans do win sixteen to fourteen, and I, we were. I, I know you especially looking forward to um, Locke's uh, success that he had at the end of last season, see if he can bring that over. Jerry Judy's debut. I was, you know, looking forward to that. Go ahead and kick off that game, Jeff, since it is your team. Uh, so this was one of the late games, even even the here, latest games. It was, it yeah. was a late game. Uh, by the time it was over, it was like uh, almost twelve. Um, so it it was interesting. I think the my going into it, it was you weren't sure how the offense was going to play out. They didn't have a lot of practice together. Uh, so young, one of the youngest offenses in the league, if not the youngest offense in the league at average age, I think is 25 years old. So these guys are fresh. They're brand new locks, learning a new system with a new offensive coordinator. He's got a couple of new, uh, throwing targets. He missed one with Sutton Sutton's out. Um, so he didn't have his, he didn't play that game. He didn't play the game. Cortland Sutton was not in the game. Oh, okay. All right. I, I can see why they kind of lacked it off. <laughs> uh, well, as in Sutton last year, Sutton was Locke's favorite target. So he, there was a particular throw in the game where he overthrew and, uh, it barely missed the wide receiver. And, I've heard multiple people say that Sutton would, if it was, if he had connected with Sutton, it would have connected beautifully. Sutton would have caught that ball. Cause Sutton's tall. Yeah. He's a jump ball kind of guy. He's like, throw it up and he'll get it. Um, so, uh, going into it, I was worried about a few things. Offensive line defense. Um, how was our defense going to look without Von Miller? Uh, Bradley Chubb did play. That was a big question before the game. He did play. Um, he did wasn't he a factor. He, was he, cause I was told if he plays, he'd be limited. Um, he played a snaps lot. Or? No. Okay. No, he played a lot. Um, and they, matter of fact, at certain moments of the game, they switched him to Vaughn's side. Yeah. So, um, well, you know, but, once you take Vaughn Miller out from the other side, they can easily double team, um, you know, Chubb and, and, and make it harder for him. They don't got to really worry about, both, you know, that's what, um, 
for the longest time, Clay Matthews at the end of his career in Green Bay, we really didn't have anybody else. So they knew Clay yeah. Matthews is a the guy. They could double team him. And then, and then we, you know, we're all here complaining that Clay Matthews is washed, but you know, he didn't have anybody I mean, else. So even, even with Vaughn out, I will say the defense did pretty good. Um, they didn't have, yeah, they, they, were, they didn't have the pass rush, uh, in there. I mean, I think, um, we had one sack. Um, and I think that was a, a play where, uh, one of the guys from the backfield ran through a completely open hole and sacked the quarterback. Um, so it was just kind of one of those, one of those plays. It wasn't any of, it wasn't Chubb. It wasn't, you know, right. uh, any of our linemen or anything, but, uh, was from the safety or, yeah, it was, you a, know, when yeah. you, when you hold a team to 16 points, that's great. You're going to expect to win that game. I, you know, the offense has got to step up. Hitting, missing, Sutton um, is big. I know he was a great wide receiver last year. Um, some questionable coaching at the end when not calling timeouts. Yeah, yeah. there was and, some. Uh, there was some questionable coaching at the end of the game. Uh, we had probably about two and a half minutes. And they were coming down the field, and we just didn't take timeouts. We didn't stop them. There was a huge, huge mess up by a rookie at the end, Ojo um, who is he, he's a uh, he just came out of this is his first year um, for the with the Denver Broncos, and he's he came out of Iowa, so he's right out of the draft, uh, round three pick, uh, seventy seven. So he he's a he's cornerback, and he's he had he had a good game and he had a bad game. <laughs> like he almost intercepted, um, the, he almost t- grabbed an interception from Tannehill. It, it just, it just dropped out of his hands. Um, or no, he grabbed the interception, but I think there was a penalty called. So I'm like, mm. come on. Um, and then, and it wasn't on him. It was on somebody else on the team. And then, uh, at the end of the game, it was third down and eight, maybe. I think, and he pushed off clearly. Mm. So pass interference. And that was in the fourth quarter towards the end. And that's when the put that put them in field goal range. Right. And I was like, Oh, well, I'm not a big fan of, of Tennessee. I think they were a fluke last year. Uh, relying on a heavy run team is not going to get you a lot. And Tannehill was a fluke. So I, I, I don't, I'm not big into the Tennessee Titans. They do have a decent defense. They added Clowney over the off season. Actually, they added Clowney like what? It was like three days ago. Um, I don't think he played, but I'm not sure. But let's go ahead. And uh, I'll just I'll go into one uh-huh. more thing. Uh, offensively, oh, though, I was I was the 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 Broncos are new. This is they're still learning stuff. There was a few drop passes from uh, Jared Judy um, that were clearly right at him. And he just, he took his eye off the ball, dropped the ball. Um, clear, clear timing issue. Rookie mistake. First game, first game uh, nerves, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and other than that, there were a few, there were also a few plays that Jerry Judy made that were whew, some uh, highlight reel juke stick type plays that you just don't, you don't see people do. Yeah. He, um, he's going to be good, man. I, I'm going to watch Bronco games just to see him play because that's how special he can be. Um, uh, we also, I think it was, uh, there was another guy that I'm thinking of that, um, uh, Melvin Gordon had a pretty good game, uh, broke out for a huge run for a touchdown. 
Um, uh, Philip Lindsay got was taken out of the game, so Melvin Gordon got a lot of uh, snaps for sure, yeah. a lot of uh, opportunities. Um, and then I would say this Drew Lock. I mean, the stats don't jump out at you. It's twenty two for thirty three, two sixteen, one TD, but no interceptions. No interceptions, which is uh, which is exactly what kind of the things. And he made in the in the touchdown he threw. I don't know if you saw it or not. Cross body throw, uh-huh. perfect spiral right at Noah Fant. Um, it was one of those plays where you see that quarterback run the opposite direction as he's throwing, and usually it's like that's that's a dangerous throw because then it could be picked. Oh yeah, you don't want to. Usually it's taught not to do that. Yeah, but he did it, and it was right. perfectly executed. That's the kind of plays that I want to see more of from Drew Locke. I want to see those plays him. It's like they started the game out and you had some finesse with the offense and then it just went back to vanilla. <laughs> and I was just like, what are we doing? <laughs> so I'm yeah. like, kind of well, let the, the guy, let the guy be creative a bit, you know, let him run out of that pocket, you know, it's, it seems it's like, interesting. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Seems like when he would move and make plays happen, they, they worked, they worked, man. Right, that's what good quarterbacks do is they can go out on a move, make sense of happen. That's what that's what Aaron Rodgers was famous for when he's younger, you know, getting out of the pocket. But I'm just excited to see the young talent there with Denver. Um, Jerry Judy, like I said, he was one of my he was my second favorite wide receiver coming out of the draft, uh, and he is going to be damn good with you guys, especially when you got a wide receiver on the other side of him. And I keep forgetting Noah Fance there; he's a great wide tight end um, yep. out of Iowa. So. Um, Number seven is Joe Burrow makes his debut. His comeback was spoiled by an offensive pass interference. Now they the the Bengals played the Chargers, and I'm not I don't have high hopes for Joe Burrow and the Bengals because it's the Bengals, Jeff, and they're one of the worst teams in the league. <laughs> but I, I really loved watching Joe Burrow play college football last year. He played for LSU, he won the national championship. He not only did he win it, but it was the way he did it. And he went through um it that's not like they had an easy schedule or anything. And I know I know you don't watch a lot of college football, but he went through teams that were top ten teams and week after week and just kept beating them, kept beating them, kept beating them, went on to win the national championship. I really liked this guy. I was let me tune in and watch a little bit of him. I didn't get to watch too much of him, but I watched the final drive. He drove down the field to try to win the game. They ended up losing 16 to 13, but he makes a pass. He drives his team down the field. Um, he only like, I think he only had 192 passing yards, but they're playing. He's playing a good defense. They got the edge rusher there to, to, to bug him and they had a really good coverage team. So Burrow drives him down. He throws a pass to uh, Breen in the end zone, catches it game over. Right. They call off. It's a pass finish because green did push off. It was pretty to me. It was pretty, it was an easy call. He, he clearly extended the arm, made separation, caught the ball. Um, but then the kicker is the kicker comes out to make a chip shot. It's the distance is it literally an extra point field goal line up on the right hash. He kicks it straight, which is not, he kicks it, he kicks it straight on the right hash, not going to go in. And then he immediately grabs his calf and acts like he's injured. So <laughs> I don't know if he's going to be on the injured list that we talked about a little <laughs> earlier, but it, it wasn't a very good look and it kind of spoiled Joe Burrow's debut. But I, I think there's going to be special things for coming from this kid. 
and what he can do. They've already talked about his leadership there. They just got to get some players around him. Um, so I, it's I a process. It's a process. It's a, yeah. it's a rebuild. You know, right? Yeah. All right. We got our eighth and final um, topic right here: the Bears, Jeff. All right, and then I hate the Bears with passion, and I hate the Lions. But they played each other on, on uh, Sunday. The Bears were down 23-6 to six headed into the fourth quarter and win the game, Jeff. Mitchell, Mitchell Trubisky looked like crap all game. He comes out and scores 21 straight points to pit them up 27-3. Matthew Stafford leads the Lions back down the field. It's um, leads back down the field. He throws a pass to the rookie running back in the end zone. And he drops it. The next play was incomplete. Game over. Lions lose the game after being up twenty-three to six. And what a it's what a comeback by the Bears. That that defense is going to lead this team this year. Mitch Trubisky is a garbage quarterback, um, <laughs> straight up. But uh, but uh, and and they're also paying Nick Foles like twenty-one million a year to sit on the bench. By the way, but <laughs> the Bears win, man. Bears win, and it is um, actually Mitch Trubisky's record against the the Lions. I, he has a really good record just against them, so I don't know if it's them or him. But um, yeah, it's an interesting comeback, definitely there. Yeah, I mean it. It seems like it's just kind of. Uh, I mean, you're you're if you had to pick, who would have a better record at the end of the year? Would it be Detroit Lions or would it be the Chicago Bears? I think it's going to be the the Lions, and um, it's a tough one because that Bears defense is really good. But the Lions, you know, we played them this week. Green Bay coming up in week two, and they always play us good. Matthew Stafford is a good quarterback. They get they got decent offensive weapons. Swift, the rookie quarter, the rookie running back who dropped the game winner, was a good running back for Alabama. Not Alabama for Georgia last year in college football. They have some good running backs there. Um, I can see it going either way. I, I really think they're kind of an even team, uh, maybe seven and nine, eight and eight type of team. Um, I, I just don't, I don't think Matt Patricia is a very good coach. I don't think the players like him too much there in, 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 in Detroit. Um, but it's going to be, it's going to be hard. It's because the bears to me, they're kind of a wash. They're, um, you know, one team might, might beat the other team out by, by one game in the, in the year, but the Vikings are, Packers are going to be one and two in this division. So um, I wonder, I, I wonder if Detroit, I wonder if Detroit just let up. Like if they, if they were comfortable and they're just like, let's just coast this, they're not going to do anything. And then they kind of let up a little too much and they score here. And then the next thing you know, they're, they're back in this game. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. They played a little prevent defense and that'll happen. And, uh, you know, Mitchell Trubisky, he came out in the fourth quarter and they, they said analytically wise that um, on the radio today that he made some really good throws, some really tight window throws. I don't know what happened in the fourth quarter. They, what happened if he, you know, I don't know, but he had one heck of a fourth quarter to yeah. bring them back and, and win it for the Bears. Um, I was hoping that the Lions would win. Um, just because I think the Bears, especially on defense, are a little bit better. Um, but I don't think they either team poses a threat to to contend for that division. So, 
But you know them, you know these two teams more than I do. <laughs> yes. And that's what I'm saying. It's kind of hard. You know, division games, you know, usually play um pretty tough. The Lions will play us pretty tough this week. Um, I predict us, I think we'll win, but uh um there's kind of a wash, eight and eight, seven and nine type things, um, unless the lines really fall off and and get lower than that. But uh, I don't know. So that is going to be the wrap up of NFL week one. There was pretty, pretty much a bunch of headlines heading into it. Um, and plenty more that we're not going to get into about the, you know, Anthem and all that crap, but I wanted to, we're going to go into week two here and, and just pick out the top five games coming up this week. And the number one game I have was the Ravens versus Texans. Um, two playoff teams from last year. The Ravens demolished the Browns this last week, 41 to six and Texans got demolished by the Kansas city chiefs. Um, I have the Ravens winning this. I, I think, um, I think Deshaun Watson is going to, um, miss DeAndre Hopkins this year. And I, I just don't think anybody's going to slow down the Ravens right now. They're, they're on fire, especially from last year. They went what they went 14 and two last year, uh, 12 and four, 14 and two. I think the Ravens were last year. I think so. Um, and I picked them to win. Who's your, what's your prediction for that game? Just see Ravens. To, oh, Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I, uh, I mean the Texans are, they're, they're good, but I think the Ravens just, they're allowed, they're able to score quick. And high high scoring, and I think that's that's going to be the problem there. Right. In my opinion, There's, I think I think their I think chance. yeah, I mean, I think the defense for the Texas is good, but I just don't think it's I don't know unless they've figured something out that not a lot of teams have. You know. Yeah, uh, I mean, Lamar Jackson, the beast. Um, he's just hard to stop. He's hard to to game plan for. Um, the Texans got worked by the Chiefs on Thursday night last week, opening up the whole NFL season. And I can't blame them. The Chiefs are probably the best team in the league, or second best. The Ravens are one or two. I think those are the two best teams in, in the whole NFL. Um, so I got the Ravens winning that game. I don't think the Texas defense is going to be able to stop them too much. And I think the defense is kind of getting old. Um, and Coach O'Brien will be on the hot seat after the season out. Um, I don't think the Texans are going to win the division um, and might even miss the playoffs. They start out, they start out uh, playing uh, the first six games of the the first five games are extremely difficult teams, the chiefs, the Ravens. um, And I forget who else, but they, I know uh, I was looking up the other day. They have a pretty hard start to the season, so they could get off to a really bad start. Yeah, I can see that. Game two coming up. Uh, I have the Dallas Cowboys versus the Atlanta Falcons, Jeff. And these are two teams in a way to me, they're kind of similar because they're all hype the last couple of years. And they really haven't put it together. Cowboys have been hyped for 27, what go on years and really haven't done much. And Atlanta Falcons always have talent on the offense, especially. And Matt Ryan can't seem to get it done. Uh, their defense is lack. Um, I, I, I think the Cowboys being at home, I, I am going to pick the Dallas Cowboys to win this game. I don't feel very comfortable, Jeff, 
saying that I did predict them to go 11 and five. So I'm going to have to take them in a couple games um, that I might not. Uh, I think they're going to get the job done at home. Jerry, Jerry's world here in, in Arlington is going to have fans. So maybe get more of a home field advantage there. Um, I just, I just think they're going to come back and win and, and beat Atlanta because their defense isn't very good. So Dak Prescott's going to have time to throw the football. Um, I think so. I think it, uh, at CC, I'm looking at the ESPN, their line is uh, minus four Dallas. And then so basically uh, that says if you're in a neutral field, they have Dallas to, to win by one because right. the, the home field gets three points. So, yeah. So very and then, close. Uh, over under uh, fifty three. So uh, they might I mean, go over that. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking. I would be shocked if they lost that game. To be honest, I know they lost their first game, the Cowboys, but I would be shocked if they lost again. If the offense does not click again, something's wrong. Well, Jeff, they're at home. And Amari Cooper always shows up at home. So I yeah. can have a good game. Um, yeah. So I, I think they'll win this game. I, I'm going to predict a 34 to 31 score with the Cowboys yeah. winning it with a last minute field goal to beat the Falcons. Um, yeah. If it, if it all of a sudden went the complete opposite direction and, and the Falcons just ran all over him, I would be very surprised. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be close. I think they both kind of have a similar thing. Um, Cowboys defensive line is better than the, the Atlanta's defense. And Atlanta's defense has been pretty much bad. Um, they just gave up 38 points to Seattle. Um, they haven't really given uh, Matt Ryan a lot of defensive help. Um, yeah. So I could see the Cowboys and Zeke having a heyday, um, but uh, having a really good game. But I think also at the same time, the Cowboys' weakest positions are the cornerbacks and safety. So they're going to be able to, they're going to get thrown on, Jeff. So. Uh, I think it's going to be a close game and a pretty fun game to watch, in my opinion. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. All right, Jeff, the next game. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I, oh, I think I think if I mean, because you don't like like you said earlier, going 0 and 2 is. Uh, uh, can be kind of dangerous for a team, so. Definitely. But the thing, right. The thing with that, though, is at least the Dallas Cowboys kind of have a cushion because they're in one of the worst divisions in football. Uh, so the Giants are bad. The Redskins are bad. The, the Eagles. Um, I, I don't have any faith in the Eagles this year either because of all the injuries they have. So the Cowboys do have a little help there. Um, but I, you know, you don't want to rely on that too much because, you know, we just saw Washington come back from 17 down in the first week to beat the Eagles. Um, so you never know what can happen, Jeff. You don't want to leave it up to, to just fate or just hoping, you know? So, yeah, that's true. I'll go with them to win. I'll go with them. Dallas. Yeah. The next game I got is the Patriots versus the Seattle Seahawks. Um, I like this matchup. I think the defense of the Patriots ran by Bill Belichick will give Russell Wilson a good run for his money. But Jeff, they just put up 38 points. Um, Cam Newton's not going to be able to score uh, that much points. I don't think keep up with Seattle. I got Seattle winning this one because it just because they have an elite quarterback in Russell Wilson. And I think this guy is special. Um, and I think he's going to lead them to victory and give the Patriots the first loss of the season. So they got the line for Seattle at not at, at uh, minus 3.5. Very that, that's close. <laughs> and, and Vegas is 
they they're not they don't pick against Bill Belichick very often. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> so it, they don't do it, and it's that's smart. But um, I just think Seattle. I, I really like them this year. They're they're in one of the toughest divisions in the NFL. But I I project projected them or predicted them to win it. I think they win this game. Um, as they won last week, they start off the season two and zero. Um, Russell Wilson's just—he's just too damn good, man. Just too damn good. Yeah, I, I would never—I would never bet against Russell Wilson, especially um, if it's if the games if the games are close and tight. I don't bet against him. Well, and, and Jeff, the Seattle Seahawks—they kill me. They—if I was a Seattle fan, I would be—I'd be extremely frustrated because they like to run the ball a lot, and that's taking the ball out of your best player's hands. Um, but they, they, they said on Monday, they said, the, I didn't get to watch any of that. The Seattle play the first game. They were talking about it and they were talking about how they actually let Russell Wilson have the ball more and let him loose a little bit more score 38 points. So I, I see if you can continue to do that and let Russell Wilson have the ball in his hand and be able to throw the ball more than you already do. Um, then I think they could have a good year. I, I, I honestly believe if was it last year, um, when the Cowboys and Seattle play in the playoffs, if they just let Russell Wilson throw the freaking football, Seattle would have won. That is, yeah. They didn't let Seattle. They just ran the, the damn ball all game until it was third and 11. And then you put Russell Wilson in a bad spot. But that's for another time, Jeff, because I could go on a rant about freaking <laughs> Seattle. They frustrate me. Yeah. The next game I got is the Steelers versus the Broncos. And I picked this game, Jeff. Because it's a rivalry, and the rivalries in football are usually pretty good. You play a little bit harder. Um, I got the Broncos losing this one, Jeff. I got the Steelers winning. Um, I think they have the better defense. Um, ben Roethlisberger looked pretty decent last week coming back off his injury. I predict him to win. I just think they're going to be able to score more points at the end of the game, and that's that's how you win there, Jeff. But um, go ahead and project that game, project that game for me. I I also will predict Denver losing this game. Ugh, yeah, <laughs> not that I not that I was like, oh no, I predict we're going all the way this year. Like, right, I'm, I'm not a Cowboy fan. Um, Realistic fans, so, Jeff. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, it, it, I just they, I know what my team is. They're in a transition. I know exactly what it is. I know that they they they're they're looking for the next few seasons, the next years. Like they're not looking, I, I look at right now with this team is like, I just want to see where we're headed. Right. You know what I mean? And I, and I like that, that word you use as a transition. You're not in a rebuild, right? You're not tearing it down and ready. To, you know, um, no. it'll look, look good in like two or two to I mean, you know, five years or so. The transition is you're seeing what you've got. You're seeing what your quarterback can do what all these pieces and then maybe next year you add a couple pieces off free agent lists. You work yeah. on your draft and maybe you're going to contender the next season. Um, I like that. I like that uh, transition word you use. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I do think, yeah, I mean, obviously I think the Steelers are going to win the game, but I, I just want to see the offense click more. I want to see lock connect with, uh, with targets more. I want to see Jerry Judy catch, uh, catch, you know, a little bit better and, uh, at some point, we're going to see Sutton. It won't be in this game. I think it might be in the next game. Um, so, I mean, it's just going to be one of those things where I just want to see the offense evolve 
Uh, I think the defense will do all right. Um, I think we will have a hard time. I don't know how good the running back is for Pittsburgh. Is he pretty good? Yeah, he's pretty good. They got two actually. They got they got Crowder, and then there's a new guy. I forget his name. I think he's a rookie, um, but he 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 played pretty good last week. Uh, actually, Monday night game before yours against the Giants, and the Giants aren't a great team. But uh, yeah, what's really worrying uh, about the Steelers is that defense, and and Ben Roethlisberger is going to have to come out and put the team on his back and be a savior. He's just not going to have to lose the ball game. That defense is really really good. Um, the freaking uh, TJ Watt intercepted a pass the other day. He acted, he, he went, acted like he was going to blitz the quarterback. He dropped back into coverage real fast. Uh, Daniel Jones threw a bullet and he just picked it off right there at the line, made an impressive play. Um, their defense is really, really good. And I yeah. think that's what's going to carry them to a, a pretty good year um, yeah. this year. So, number yeah. five, number five, Jeff, I picked. The Bucks versus the Panthers. And the Panthers surprised me in week one. They played the Raiders. I picked the Raiders to win because I, you know, there was kind of a almost a rebuild mode in with the Panthers. They got a brand new head coach, um, a whole new coaching staff actually, um, brought in from Baylor, I believe, brought in college football. Didn't know what they were gonna look like. They put up 30 points against the Raiders. The Raiders ended up winning the game 34-30. But I had the Bucks winning and I had the Bucks giving Tom Brady their first win of his Bucks career. Um, I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick the uh, Bucks in this one. Um, just because I just think Tom Brady's, he's, I don't know. I just think that the Panthers are so far away from contending. Um, you're going to have a veteran quarterback in Tom Brady. Just like, is there, how, what's defensively? Are, are they, are they pretty good? Bucks. Yeah. No Panthers. I'm going to say no. Um, they, you know, their best defensive line linebacker retired before the season started or retired yeah. actually in the last year. Um, they're missing the defense. I think um, they did. They, they did get Teddy Bridgewater. They do have Christian McCaffrey, which to me is the best running back in the league. Um, they added, um, I think they added TJ Anderson. Um, is it TJ Anderson? Forget his first name, but it's, he was a decent wide receiver for the Jets last year. Rob, Robbie Anderson, my bad, to help him out. There's not a lot of weapons for him right now, and their defense isn't that great. But they they put up a fight with the Raiders last week for um, um, their 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 coaches. I'm forgetting the coach's name. It's really bugging me. Um, the coach being coming out of college. Um, they said he was going to be a pretty good coach, so we'll see what what how, what he can do for the Panthers. Um, I mean, but, they, uh, the, the Bucks have a huge, huge line in favor of them. Yeah, and they, so I think they this, should. They're talent. They're more talented yeah. football team. I think. I think this is going to be a complete game on both sides of the ball for the Bucks. Yes, yes, they, they're good at getting the quarterback. Um, the the deep the offensive line of the Bucks have been a little skeptical. They they added in the offensive uh, rookie. Um, he had, they drafted him in the first round. He actually starts for them to help protect Brady. I think they're going to be more on more on sync, and I think they're going to give. Uh, I think they're going to blow out the Panthers pretty much. Yeah, I think so. so too. All right, Jeff. Let's do a little bit of NBA talk real quick. Um, the NBA has come down to the Celtics versus the Heat. That's actually already the Heat won the other night in overtime. 
117-114. That's going to be a really good series. I think it goes to seven. And I got the Miami Heats, Jeff, beating the Celtics. The Celtics are actually the favorites to win. They do have, I think, more of a the better team. Uh, but the Heats are just dogs right now. They're playing really well. Jimmy Butler has got them leading the way. They got some really good three-point shooters. They play hard defense. This team is coached very well. I, I predict the Heat to win. And then, Jeff. Oh, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. The Clippers choke away a 3-1 lead to the Nuggets. I went to bed the other night, Jeff, and I said, come on, Nuggets. I want you to win. I'm tired of these Clippers. I hate the Clippers. I'm a Los Angeles Lakers fan, if you couldn't tell. I woke up, and and Kawhi Leonard scored 14 points, Jeff. He choked. <laughs> they choked. They only scored 89 points in a game seven. They're questioning Kawhi Leonard's legacy, Jeff. And the Nuggets win to go on to face the Lakers, which gives Lakers the advantage, more of an advantage probably to go on and win the championship. Now, I'm not trying to say they're going to win it. I'm, it's a game at a time. We still got to get past Denver. Um, but I'm excited because it looks like looks like the Lakers could win it for Kobe. And if that happens, Jeff, I will be extremely – I might cry, Jeff. I might cry tears of joy to see the Lakers win this year when Kobe Bryant died. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to man up to that right now. Um, I actually cried when Kobe Bryant died. So he's my favorite basketball player of all time. He's the reason I'm a Lakers fan. Um, but do you have any insights or anything else you want to add to, to the bubble of the NBA playoffs? I think uh, in terms of bubble, they, they did a good job. Um, kind of limiting as many people as getting as COVID as possible. Perfect job. Perfect job. Um, no tests. Yeah. Um, I think that we're starting to kind of see that now with baseball. So we're seeing, we know that at least for the baseball playoffs, which is happening in a week, I think a week. Um, yes. yes. So we'll see a bubble happen with the playoffs, not the season of course, but with the playoffs. So um, American league and national league will play in the same ballpark. I think they're doing no days off. Um, and then also well, they're, well, so they're the, bubble wise. Yeah. Sorry, real quick. The American League for the playoffs are actually playing in California. Uh, I think that I don't know what state okay. they're playing in. Um, the NLC, the NL playoffs will be played um, here in Texas. Okay. And then the World Series will be played here in Texas. So, okay. Uh, sorry. So they're doing, a, they're doing a bubble, but they're doing it uh, more of in the playoff realm. As opposed yes. to, I think with basketball, you had, well, you, you basically had just the playoffs with basketball. I mean, you had eight games, but. Um, yeah, yeah, let's, yeah, it was basically just the playoffs. Yeah. So I think, I think, you, I think it'll be interesting to see that how they, I uh, think how that, I think that'll work for MLB. Uh, so the NBA kind of set the groundwork for what a bubble should do. And uh, I think teams are, I think sports franchises are seeing that works. So, so that's good. Um, but it's very interesting. Everybody predicted the Clippers go all the way, but that's not the case. So, yes, I predicted them to go all the way. They had the best team on on paper. This is kind of it's going to be weird because I think it's not what people were expecting. They definitely didn't expect the Nuggets to to kind of beat them. And I mean, the the Clippers could have easily lost to Dallas. Another thing. So yes. Well, I think this is good for the NBA and it's also bad for the NBA. And, and, and I'll tell you why it's, 
it's bad for the NBA because you want LA versus LA. You're going to get the better ratings. Um, that's obviously why you're going to want, you're going to get the more, the more eyes. Not, not a lot of people are like, I don't want to tune in and watch the Denver Nuggets. So that's not a big market team, but it's really good for the NBA. And I tell you this, why? Because the NBA seems to be predictable, right? You can mm-hmm. look at the playoffs and go, Oh, these four teams, and it's probably going to be these two teams. They're going to be in it. And they're, you know, and they're very predictable. So this with the nuggets coming up, they're a very young team. You get the Dallas Mavericks. That's, um, to me, will be in the top, the top three, probably top four team in the NBA next year. Um, with Luka Doncic going crazy, you've got a lot of teams coming up. The Miami Heat was was a team that no one thought would be the where they're at right now. So you have this this happening um, to where the playoffs might be a lot less predictable, and I think it's very very good for the NBA um, because honestly, when when the Golden State started their their championship runs with their super teams. It was hard for me to watch basketball, Jeff. I, I really had, I was just like, okay, we know who's going to win it. Uh, we know who's going to be in it. It's kind of pointless, but this um, changes a lot of that. And I think with the teams coming up, it's a very bright future for the NBA. Um, just on basketball aspects of it. Not, I'm not, not all the, the drop in ratings because protesting and any of that stuff, but just the play of it and just the playoff play of it. And these teams are going to up and coming. I think it's very good for the NBA. Yeah, I definitely think it is too. It's good. It's refreshing to see new teams coming in and doing stuff, um, you know, and uh, kind of challenging the norms right now. So, and, and honestly, these guys are doing it without being super teams, um, which is kind of cool. They're doing it with us. Well, you know, like, with duos, right? Um, it's it, it, it was like uh, it was, you know, super teams with like Dwight, you know, the, the Golden State Warriors with Curry and and Clay Thompson, and then Durant joins them, and they had this these three people that could just blow you away every night. Um, now, now it was more like let's get the top two. You know, you got you got the duos. You got um, LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Uh, you got. Yeah. Uh, you know, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. And then you have um, Luka Doncic and, and Porzingis and, and you got these things. So uh, Chris Middleton and, and Giannis out there and, and the boy, the bucks, uh, if he stays there. So it's kind of not as, as more, as much of the super team, it's just who has the best duo. And I'm really hoping the Lakers can pull it off. We, we, um, I wouldn't say we deserve it because probably people are like, you don't deserve it. You win all the time. But um Rumble. They deserve it this year. I think Kobe Bryant's <laughs> and I would really love if they won it for him. Yeah, I mean, I think that would be cool. Um, I mean, I'm not a big Laker fan, but I respected Kobe because he was uh, he's a good player. I mean, as much as I, you know, was like, oh man, I can't stand you, Kobe. Like that was more of just, <laughs> right. It was a respect. Know, yeah, that was like you're too good. You know right. what I mean? Like you're too. Less- Good. That's the that's the way I felt with Derek Jeter, Jeff. You know, I hated the Yankees growing up, and um, but to, to witness the talent, uh, to play the game the right way, and then when J- Derek Jeter retired, I, you know, man, that was a legend that just left, and um, it was just respect. Everyone had that respect for him. Everyone had respect for Kobe Bryant. Um, and I just just the winner this year, man. I was just like. I don't care if we don't win anymore. Just let us win it this year. I didn't want to face the Clippers. I didn't think we could beat them in a seven game. So I'm glad the Nuggets did. I just, 
I'm really hoping we can win it for Kobe, man. It would be a, just uh, an emotional moment for, for Laker fans and, and the Laker organization and LeBron James and all that stuff. So I hope they win it. Um, I'm going to be watching every game from, from here on out. Um, uh, I've, been, I've been trying to keep up with all the playoff games as much as I can. But So game one is tomorrow? Yeah, game one is tomorrow night. Got to record it and watch it on Saturday. So um, if any of y'all want any of y'all want to are, are going to tune in to watch this going to be on uh, TNT, I think uh, for Lakers game one. And then I think the Celtics play tonight, they play tonight. Yeah. On ESPN. Um, and the Miami's got one game lead. Yes. And did you, I don't know if you saw it, but the Miami are uh, Jason Tatum or Boston Celtics went to dunk at home the other night to win the game with a, he went to dunk it with all his might and got rejected literally inside the rim. Uh, this guy, wow. He jumped up and bent it. He he blocked the ball, but he bit, he bent his ha- his hand around the rim, and the ball was flying out. It was one of the best blocks. You've got to go look it up, Jeff. If you haven't seen it, it's one of the best blocks I've ever seen, um, especially in that moment. So go look that up. Um, Hopefully, we get to see that in uh, uh, NBA Two K Twenty One. Yes, <laughs> same yes. Block. His wrist is like bent around, broken on the rim. <laughs> And what if he's just hanging there? Oh, it's a glitch. He's just hanging there on the <laughs> room. <laughs> All right, man. Well, let's let's go ahead and we're going to close this episode up. Um, this is episode number 17 of Watson's Playbook. We broke down NFL week one. We gave us predictions for this next week and a little bit of NBA talk here. We hope you guys are out there staying safe, wearing your mask if uh, you're going to stores and everything like that. We're, we've seen the numbers drop to COVID. Um, football's happening. High school football is happening. The Big Ten football is coming back. Uh, life is pretty good right now, Jeff. You got any? You want to add any closing thoughts in on this episode? Um, yeah, I just I'm glad I'm glad that uh, you know, I'm glad that everything's kind of fallen into place again, and we were starting to see a little bit of uh, sports kind of go off. Uh, I'm big baseball fan, so I'm uh, ready for playoff baseball. The Yankees are starting to win and, you know, win more. And we're starting to see Garrett Cole kind of come into form and uh, kind of at the right time uh, here in this last week, this last push uh, to get the playoffs going. But uh, it's going to be nerve wracking with these three, only three game series, which is kind of weird. Um, Are they, I think they're only doing it for the first round, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's kind of nerve wracking, but um, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for, for this, uh, this final push and see if we could win it. See if, you know, see how far we can go. Uh, baseball's weird, man. It's one of those right now where I don't even know who's going to go and the whole thing. Right. It's, it's right. very strange, but exciting. So, um, uh, other than that, uh, just really for, for football, I'm looking forward to just watching this team morph into what they're going to be. Um, and, uh, NBA, well, I mean, my team got eliminated. So, I mean, if, uh, when the finals happen, I'll, I'll pay attention. And, uh, if the Lakers right. are in it, if the Lakers are in it, and, uh, it's, well, if, if they go against, yeah, against Miami or Boston, yeah, I'll go for the Lakers. <laughs> yeah. So, um, hopefully they win it, man. I know a lot of people here are like, are, are, are st- pretty stoked for NBA now. Um, the Nuggets haven't really done anything for a while. So I think it's kind of interesting to see 
here being living in a different state that I wasn't living in before and watching, yeah, watching the people here get excited for the Nuggets. uh, It's pretty interesting. I was, I lived here when Carmelo was first on the Nuggets. So I remember people being very excited about that. Um, But other than that, yeah, I mean, just, uh, you want to tell everybody what the special episode, whenever they're done listening to this, listen to the next. So after this episode, Jeff, we're jumping on to another special edition, which will be episode number 18. The PlayStation 5 event was last night. Well, yeah, yesterday in the evening time. Um, so we're going to break down that a little bit going into that. It came out with all sorts of things. I'm going to hush on that because I don't want to give away too much information. We're going to have yeah. both these episodes out. Um, but I just wanted to add in, you know, things are starting to get back to somewhat of a normal life here. And actually in Texas, Jeff, uh, Governor Abbott said, I think on the what 22nd, I think he mm-hmm. is allowing businesses to uh operate at 75% capacity. So that's big news. Uh, mm-hmm. restaurants, everything's big news for us here in Texas to see what we can get back to the somewhat um, of a normalcy here. So I really like that. I'm um, I'm I really like what Greg Abbott's done during this time for Texas. And uh, just hope you guys are out there staying safe and getting back to normal. Um, we actually took Darl out of school and we're going to homeschool. We were doing homeschooling through Keller. It was such a, it was just such a mess, man. Such a mess. Mm-hmm. We actually ordered some homeschooling books. They'll be in this next week. We're going to do homeschool this year until we can hopefully go back next year. So um, that's a decision we've had to make on top of all this other mess. Your kids getting taught. Your kids getting taught by you, Brian. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thankfully, they're getting taught by my wife. So, uh, <laughs> that, well, that's well, that's, uh, that's good. That's good. I was I was afraid you were teacher. I was like, <laughs> no, no. I, I will teach them uh, other things in life and 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 the um the sports aspect of it, especially. But yeah, we're gonna homeschool them um, through a different different avenue. Um, and it's just one year and she's only in second grade. So I think it'll work out perfectly fine. But guys, like I said, this is episode number 17 here. We're going to jump into the next episode. Uh, I hope you guys have a great week. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Um, football is, is tonight. It's Thursday night. Uh, well, Thursday night. Sorry. I think this episode is going to come out tomorrow or Saturday. Um, but the Browns play the Bengals. So I don't know if we really, really want to watch it. It's going to be really good, but, uh, look forward to watching football this weekend. Hope you guys stay safe. God bless you. You all have a good day. Take care. Uh...